a game, so I explain it pretty easily. Listen, I'm only going to explain this one more time. Because he's forced out. It's, it's a force. Because he must. He must. Welcome to another episode of Because They Must, a sports history podcast with me, Tyler, and me, Sophie, or Sophia, whichever one you're feeling, y'all. Which I will never guess because <laughs> it's always different every it time. It is always different. I go by both. Um. So how are you doing? Me or the, or the people listening? Wow. They can't answer. They can't answer. How am I? Would be you. I'm doing fairly good for someone who is currently horribly unemployed but <laughs> i'm having a good time i'm rewatching vampire diaries i'm really living it up nice i uh how are you i'm good i'm getting excited for the olympics oh yeah i'm so excited it's i love the win- i love the winter olympics do you prefer the winter or the summer olympics <sighs> you know i've thought about this and i i really think i enjoy winter olympics more because in the summer like the only summer i really like beach vol. i like the volley i like watching volleyball got into watching rock climbing this olympics i think it was like one of the first times they had it i'm not sure don't quote me on that i don't have that info my sister my mom and i got heavily into watching rock climbing um so that's always fun but yeah winter olympics they have ice skating and skiing and snowboarding and it's so aesthetic because it's winter time i like the winter ones more because there's more sports that you never really think about or Mm -hmm. actively involved in Mm -hmm. happening like obviously curling is a major one like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna go watch curling somewhere i would never unless it's on the olympics exactly you know that's just an example i completely agree i do like i think they both have their highlights for sure like diving i think is so interesting to watch in this in summertime swimming's fine but diving is like why are we doing this like (laughs) i love the sports that you're just kind of like how like who did this first and are they are they okay who let them how did we get here how did we get here Mm -hmm. how did we start doing triple backflips into a pool from like 10 stories up why is it like I appreciate it. I love it. Thank you for being here. Uh-huh. But how did you get here? Who I brought you? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, what we're going to talk about today, this is our pre-Winter Olympic Ooh, episode. So, so we're going to talk about a specific figure skater. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out if I want to tell you why we're I'm talking about her right now or like a Just little tell tease. Just tell me who she is. What's her name? So her name is Suri- yeah, Surya. Benali. Saria Benali. I've Saria never heard of Benali. her. Well, I'm going to teach you a little something about her. Okay. That's so cool. I love figure skating. What's I your f- okay. So what you, give me like your, if you were to give a quick recap about figure skating or what you like about it in 15 seconds, hit me. Romance. That's all I have to say. Romance. Romance. Expand on that. It's such a romantic sport to watch, I think. I The elegance of it all. I love, specifically, I love pairs figure skating i don't i 
there was a <laughs> there was a time in my life where every day <laughs> every day after school I watched Blades of Glory. <laughs> oh my god. I love that you went from romance to a comedy kind of making fun of it. I love Blades of Glory, but like I <laughs> I really did watch it every day after school for like a month straight. Um I love Paris figure skating. I think it's so interesting. There's I don't know what their name is. There's like this one pairs uh and the way he hugs her at the end of their set it's like i've never I, have i ever really been hugged in my life <laughs> i haven't been hugged that way i just think and here's my other thing i don't understand figure skating at all like i would say figure skating is one of my favorite sports it's one of my favorite sports i don't get it i have watched every single figure skating movie that there is cutting edge cutting edge two whichever cutting edge christy carlson romano was in the tv show spinning out <laughs> like uh what was it i tanya go figure i love i tanya that's a really great biopic um like every single figure skating movie i've seen ice princess which even talks about the math and the physics behind figure skating in this teen movie I still don't understand how anything works, how they can land, flip through the air, and then, like, land on a blade, on ice. It's crazy. Well, okay, I am going to give you a tease then about okay. this, this uh, figure skating, this athlete, because uh, Saria is the only figure skater to land a backflip on one blade during an Olympic event. During an Olympic event? Well, that's because yes. it was banned. Have you seen that ice? There's Is she a current one? Looks like you're jumping ahead a little bit. Okay. But yes. Well, that because there's actually this, like, if you're on TikTok, I, like, find ice skating TikToks. There is uh, an ice, a figure skater right now who can do that move. And she, even though it's not allowed, she does it anyway because she's like, I'm going to throw my fucking tricks like i'm fucking powerful we're gonna find some some crossover here in okay this episode. wow okay. i like know that i like am up to date i know the move you're talking about okay well it's, it's like, a backflip so we're yeah talking <laughs> about well but it, is it just a back like it's not just doing a backflip you know what i mean there's so much science behind it so we'll jump into it so uh saria varuna claudine banali mm -hmm. was born in Niche, France, mm -hmm. on <laughs> December fifteenth, nineteen seventy three. Nineteen seventy three. Okay. Um, originally named Claudine, she was adopted at eight months from an orphanage by Suzanne and George's Bonali, who gave her the name Saria, a word meaning the sun. Mm -hmm. Now, real quick, there's a little bit of controversy about this whole thing about uh, her being adopted because uh, mainly. Journalists were mm -hmm. speculating that she was born on an island off mm -hmm. the coast of Madagascar and was found lying on a coconut-strewn beach. Excuse me? And it was said because people couldn't believe a person of color could be born in France. So the there was a whole bunch of speculation fuck? that she wasn't actually born in France mm. and that they, like, found her. So Well, that feels just like racism. Yeah. That doesn't feel like speculation. That feels like racism. Well... A thing we will touch on later as well. Well, yeah, um, there's like, I mean, look at figure skating at any point in the world. It's horribly racist and elitist sport. It's like 
if you can't it's a you know it's one of those pay to play sports where they really are like you know if you've seen i Tonya, there's that part where she like has to make a fucking fur coat and then like that's just like the level of elitist uh, of classism within figure skating so that's like one tiny small level we're not even talking about race at that point Mm -hmm. Uh, the media, she got a lot of media attention internationally because people, you know, throughout her life, like earlier on, because of, of like weird stories. One of her old coaches actually told reporters that she had been raised on macrobiotic diet, ate birdseed for breakfast, and that her 17-inch ponytail she wore in her first Olympic appearance had never been cut. Uh, he later admitted to fabricating she these ate stories. Bird seed? Why birdseed? Just because they're all dainty and stuff. I don't know. Um, two years so after her weird. adoption, her family... So nuts? She just was, like, eating nuts? I, I mean, Why I guess. Why say birdseed? That's crazy. That's what I read. Um, two years this after like, her... reporters just like it, and then she ate birdseed in the morning. Well, and the coach was trying to, like, get a narrative, too, to make it as well, mm. you know, make her, like, seem like some certain way do you think that's like the equivalent of us talking about how many calories that michael phelps has to in like how much pasta he eats before he swims is First it like off, on it's that? not about the pasta it is about it's <laughs> always it's always about the pasta um and and i guess but from a different angle if that We're makes like sense obsessed with what athletes eat it's like well it's it's interesting to know like you know when you become an olympic athlete you know you are dedicating every moment of your life basically to whatever your event is Mm -hmm. and and not even like for money really you know Mm -hmm. like you're hoping that you win and like sponsors you get sponsors and there is like cash that you get i get for but if you're not doing one of the like mains but like you know like the curling people aren't gonna get like nike sponsorships you know what i mean like they're really doing it for the love of the sport yeah so i think figure skating is different for sure i (laughs) just a very small tangent i was like reading online someone was like you know there's a lot of like anger about the olympics right now obviously for Mm -hmm. them being um over in china and everything and some (laughs) some comment on some post was like even if my kid could qualify for the Olympics, I'd never let them go over there. I'm like, you are lying. You're a liar. Like, what a you weird. You are a liar. You were telling me you would let your kid work their entire life to mm-hmm. become like a world class athlete to represent their country, and then be like, Mm-mm, I don't like it because, yeah, mm. mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's so whatever. Uh, two years after adoption, they bought a farm. It had no running water or no electricity. Um, she had flute lessons at eight in the morning, followed by English lessons, diving lessons, and gymnastics. Diving, there you go. It's um, fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and I th- gymnastics and diving and figure skating, I feel like all have like a little you bit have of to a have Venn diagram. Complete control, yeah. over every muscle of your body, like, and not only like control, but like repetitive control, mm-hmm. like wild. So her mom worked as a PE teacher. Honestly, this is starting to sound like the exact plot line of Ice Princess, so I'm here for it. Okay. Ice Princess in France. La Ice Princess. Uh, Sorry. Okay, keep going. Um, so she worked as a PE teacher, and one time she took her, she would take her class to the ice rink for class, and mm-hmm. at two, Saria began to skate on double-bladed skates. So there's like, instead of one blade, there's two. It's I easier to I didn't know balance. that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that for like is that like training wheels or is it harder? Basically, to do it? training okay, wheels. Training yeah, wheels. yeah, yeah. You you can balance easier. Okay, so it's for like it's for kids. Yeah, I okay. mean she's two. Oh, know. she's two at this point. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, she was also talented in gymnastics, but ultimately mm-hmm. chose to follow figure skating. Wait, so she was doing the flute lessons at two years old as well? She was doing it all. Uh, I think that was a little later. I'm, th- I'm throwing a lot of stuff okay. at the top here together. Just kidding. It's not Ice Princess. It's actually Blades of Glory. Okay. <laughs> um, in 1986, she won the, the World <laughs> Trampoline Championship. Uh-huh. And a silver medal for France in team tumbling at the age of 12. Oh, my God. So she was, like, legit. Um, but at 11, so a year before, she watched the Winter Olympics and decided that she wanted to try to attempt a double axle. Okay. She tried. Bold. She broke her ankle and she <laughs> spent the rest of her summer playing the flute. Oh, my God. I get knocked down, I get up again. You know what I mean? You're never going to keep me down. So when she went to return, um, her mom was trying to get her some ice time, but the French team had just, like, taken all the ice time because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're training. They're trying to get the team whipped into shape. Mm-hmm. So her mom convinced the coach to let her use one hour, uh, during which she tried to do another double axle while still pretty Broke much her with other ankle. had a broken ankle. Oh, my God. It was on the same broken ankle, oh, basically. Okay. It wasn't fully healed. But the coach was so impressed that he invited her to the three-week training program for uh, the French national team, mm-hmm. saying, quote, France had no hard fighters. So she was, like, impressed with the fact that, mm-hmm. um, or the coach was impressed that she was like, I'm going to try it even yeah, though I'm all got, banged up. She, she's got some chutzpah. Um, so she was killing it by the end of training, and the coach actually said, asked the family for them to move to Paris so they could train year-round. Mm-hmm. So they moved, and for six of the months... Oh, twist my arm, pull my leg, move to Paris. <laughs> well, they live, their family lived out of a van oh, for six yeah, months yeah. with but their five still, dogs. But still, it's Paris with five dogs, That's what it said. Say? So she went to join the French national team, her five dogs, Get and her Get someone to watch the dogs. Get someone not in a van... <laughs> To watch those dogs. At 12. It's irresponsible. She learned to do a backflip on ice. So at 12, she was I already can't doing even it. do a back. Like, <laughs> uh, like, have you ever done the, <laughs> have you ever been at the mall and there's like those like trampoline things with like the harness mm-hmm. that you can jump on yes. and do flips in? I've done that a few times. Two chicken on those to do a backflip. Really? I'm so scared. I don't know why. The only time I've done that, I was extremely hungover and tried doing it. And I got a couple flips in but could not last the entire time because it takes so much energy out of you. Just bouncing like that. It just is crazy. I did that at at the mall. I I just was at the mall with my parents. (laughs) I just like made them watch me. I was like 20 years old. Oh my God. I thought you meant when you were a child. No, it was when I went like went home for christmas oh like two God. years ago um in the summer so she joined be, uh, she became the french junior figure skating champion in the 1987 season uh that was part of the program but okay or, or at least like that was just in her repertoire and her yeah. skill set there's like different programs that they do they do like there's like the short program the long program and then Free skate. Free, free skate, yeah. Yeah. So in the summer of 1988, she was watching the Olympics, uh, the su- Summer Olympics, and she was impressed by a sprinter dressed in colorful running suits. So she wanted to incorporate that into her own style, which mm-hmm. really wasn't the norm to have, like, bright colors. Yeah, it's apparently. supposed to be, like, little swan lake on ice all the time. Um, also, not a norm, but uh, Benali would have eight to nine jumps in her program when most That's had crazy. six. That's crazy. Like the amount of like athleticism it is to do one jump. 
one jump mm-hmm. just one, a one-off but like to do choreography like the it's it doesn't make sense like it doesn't make sense that their bodies can do this and like again like i know it, pairs and single sa- skating so so different watching like someone be then like throwing someone into the air they flip then the person who threw you they do a jump and you both land at the same time i don't understand figure skating (laughs) i don't get it how can you do any of this i know that like the toe pick does something but it can't do that much Mm Guess we'll have to watch Ice Princess after this. It's so good. Um, in the 19 <laughs> Michelle Trachtenberg. <laughs> in 1991 European Championship, she won gold. And mm-hmm. during her program, she did a magic trick in which she made a dove appear. Tyler. Tyler, you have. This is dumb. This is dumb how much th- she is just Jimmy from Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. He also. He, he was an orphan. Mm-hmm. He became like a mega orphan from a very young age doing all these crazy things pushing his body and we see him release a dove in his program was he based off of her i definitely will look this up later but that it seems like there's a lot of parallels we're finding this is crazy i'm like freaking out that this is she's just jimmy from blades of glory (laughs) so she did this to uh support to do as like a symbol of peace because at the time the invasion of kuwait was taking place so that was what you said. That's like, it's so amazing that it was also like to be in protest. But as they say in Blades of Glory, <laughs> that bird was in there the whole time. <laughs> was that bird in there the whole time? Apparently. During, when did she release the bird? Was it at the beginning of the I don't thing have a good answer for end? this. Did someone film it? Can I watch this? I need to see this. 1991, I'm sure there's footage somewhere of it. That's crazy. Did she have the same bird? How many times did she do this? Did she like use the same bird? It was only all noted the, time? the one time for did this the one. Did the bird live in the van with them? I'm <laughs> like, what's going on? It rode on one of the dog's backs. I yes. Crazy. <laughs> um, this is amazing. So in February 1992, the Olympics were happening in France. Um, Convenient. And sh- what? I said convenient. Yep. And <laughs> she was asked to take the athlete's oath. Um, do you know what the athlete's oath is? I promise to do real good and do many sports. No. <laughs> um, so the athlete oath is a solemn promise made by one athlete judge or official mm-hmm. and one coach at the opening ceremony from the host team of each Olympic game. So oh, only so it's like one a person thing. does it. Yeah. Okay. So it's like. Okay, we didn't, you know, we got all these other, you're, so, you guys are going to light the torch and you're going to give the oath and you're going to lay the wreath. So in uh, the how it was read in two th- from 2000, I couldn't find it how it was before, but um, from 2000, 2016, the oath goes like this. In the name of all competitors, I promise that we shall take part in these Olympic Games, respecting and abiding by the rules which govern them, committing ourselves to the sport without mm-hmm. doping or without drugs in the spirit <coughs> of sportsmanship. Russia. <coughs> Russia. The glory of sport and the honor of our teams. So yeah, one person she was the one asked. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, during a practice session mm-hmm. in this Olympics, she landed a backflip. But I guess a, an Olympic official came over and asked her not to do that anymore during practice because it was intimidating other skaters. Blue, blue, blue. Mm-hmm. Why don't you write about it in your diary? <laughs> like this is like telling simone you know it's the same thing of like telling simone biles like 
hey, it's not fair how good you are. So you can't do these moves so that other athletes can have a chance. It's like, no, that's not what this is about. You're either the best or you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, her outfit was made by a French fashion legend, Christian Lacroix. Lacroix. Um, in this Olympics, she got fifth. Fourth place was Tanya Harding. This was, wait a second. And in first place was Christy Yamaguchi. Oh, this is nineteen ninety two. So this wasn't the uh, this wasn't this. This was when Tanya Harding was like on the up and up. Yeah. Okay. She uh, hasn't landed her triple axel yet. I don't think so. Okay. Um. After that, Saria started training in South California, but she had to stop because the French Skating Federation was opposed to its mm-hmm. skaters training abroad. That makes sense. That's kind of like my thing on football. Yeah. What? Where. Did I not say this in the football I don't think episode? So. I, I feel like should I say this now or should I save, save it, it for another episode? Okay, I just uh, going off of what we're actually talking about. If you are going for the Olympics and like you are representing like your country, you should also be trained by like your country as well. I don't know. I think that makes sense. That's just like you know, it's not that I don't think that they should be getting the best of the best. And if you want to do private lessons, but if you're like training for the Olympics, I feel like you shouldn't be like in California. I get it. Um, in the summer of 1992, she joined what's called the Champ- Bring them to France. You know what I mean? Champions <laughs> on Ice, which is a touring ice show in the United States featuring Olympians and Olympic prospects performing highly acrobatic moves. So they all do do like solo performances. Oh and yeah, just I like, know. <laughs> oh okay. Um, have you ever seen Disney on Ice? Yes. I, too, have seen... I love... I would go to Disney on Ice as an adult. Like, right now, without a kid. It's, I would go. it's really cheap to go, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. Should we go? I would love that, because I don't know if you've seen, like, the... They do this tangle. They, have, like, have... I only saw it when I was a kid, so it was, like, Bugs Life. You know what I mean? Um, That's Pixar. But... It, now they do like this tangled one where they have like these like ropes from the ceiling and it's supposed to be like her hair and Rapunzel and Flynn like fucking fly around the ice rink and then like land back down and like keep skating and it's crazy and I really want to see it in person. Um, I so feel like it would just be a lot of fun to get like really messed up. Am I allowed to curse? Can I yeah. just curse? I th- it would be so much fun to just get like so fucked up and go to Disney on ice. I mean, That's my I want to do for my next birthday. Okay, well, it's it's been noted. Please <laughs> donate to the show to help us reach that goal. Well, you said it's pretty cheap, so just like send us a dollar or well, something. <laughs> everything else evolved with it, isn't? Yeah. Um, so the media often criticized uh, Saria's mother for being too strict. They claimed that she wasn't able to have a social life because of the schedule. She said they said that uh, she had to go to bed at nine. She's forbidden to eat sugar. And she runs media? every morning, but the young skater. Um, did it as a habit, not a constraint. Yeah, so they, you know, but why is that? Like, get out of here. Because people love like getting mad at parents. They for, do. But for it's like if you're working to be an Olympic athlete, you're like we said earlier, you're on such a strict right. schedule. Are they mad at Michael Phelps's daddy for feeding him pasta all the time? <laughs> no, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. She's training. What are you talking about? She has to flip through the air on blades. Let's just get out of here. This. uh football player i follow on tiktok was talking about his like postseason f- eating regimen for breakfast he eats like mm-hmm. chicken and rice and it's like that's disgusting yeah it's gross i one time had this teacher in high school who told us that 
like he clearly just had like an eating disorder you know what i mean like he told us that he thought he had evolved past other humans because he viewed food as fuel and not something for pleasure is this the guy that uh, there's a whole like he would like (laughs) that's so crazy he would like eat like just like chicken and like vegetables but he would or like i don't even know what he would put in it he would blend all of his food and like put it in like the like what the containers that like like wonton soup comes in Mm -hmm. and just like guzzle it down and that's what he ate all the time he like never went out to eat he just guzzled food mush all of the time there's this like story about the guy that invented kind of some of that stuff and like people in um, this was my math my math teacher in high school that's crazy this there's like a sil- story he about a like a silicon ass. valley guy that he was like man the only thing that's it's really holding me back in my day is the time it takes me to like eat and refill my body like dude take 20 minutes to eat a snack like what, the, what are you talking about minutes. you can eat men do not know how to multitask that is what <laughs> i've learned like they just don't under you can eat while you do other things well preparing it's so tough picking food duh Literally, men are dumb. <laughs> All right. Her mom said the critics were jealous, so they moved um, to mm-hmm. Prolongna La Voinaz. Okay. I messed that up. I don't care. Uh, to stay out of the public view. Um, the rink there is where the 1992 curling uh, event took place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't actually like a part of the Olympics. It was a demonstration sport at this time. Okay. So it wasn't like one of the main events. Um, it's also worth noting that, you know, a lot of the critiques that she got was more mm-hmm. about that she had such a high, like, um, athletic ability and, like, her prowess as an athlete rather than a, the grace as a dancer. Yeah. So, in the 1994 world... that is, like, a thing about, like, They talk about that at Tanya, you know? Yeah. yeah, and if you look at it just, like, football, like, they don't lose points because the throw didn't spiral as nicely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... It, it's what it's wild to me but i also understand that it part of ice skating is the artistry yeah i mean it's part of the scoring of it so you have to play to the scoring right and i but i do think that elite elitism and like oh you don't have the right look or the right frame Mm -hmm. to make that look it's it's stemmed in racism and classism. So in the nineteen ninety four World Championship, she had an equal score to the home country skater. Mm-hmm. I believe this was in Japan. I can't. Re- I should have written it Um, and she, it went to the home skater due to a tiebreaker. They mm-hmm. did like a vote. Um, <laughs> vote is this the fucking gladiator games. Everyone just gave like a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this was really of note because she was really upset about the judges scoring because mm-hmm. she really felt like she improved her gracefulness and thought she really deserved it and was like killing it. She actually cut her long braided ponytail in order to better appease judges. Oh. Um, she told a French podcast that I did everything I could, but I didn't paint myself white. That's for sure. So that's what I she said. Lo- oh, I just got chills because that is so sad that she really did feel like she had to change herself when she was the best athlete and she still felt like being the best wasn't good enough for that and like i said she on purpose and i'll talk about this more later Mm -hmm. but on purpose was like okay if they're doing five jumps i'm doing seven because i have to yeah so she was so mad about the results that when they were doing the medal ceremony for this Mm -hmm. she actually stood next to the platform instead of going 
on it like as a like a mini form of protest yeah um and this is is on video like, i looked this up and it was like, like screw your platforms you know what i mean like so, she's yeah. a she is beyond platform she is beyond ranking at this point it seems mm-hmm. and as you watch the video and i watched it of the medal ceremony mm-hmm. like the guy the like judge giving medals out like you watch him like point at the platform to like 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 scolding a child like you need to stand on this platform right mm-hmm. now to like get this medal mm-hmm. she eventually did they gave her her silver medal and then she took it off like immediately and the crowd boos like it is you you notice like how much everyone is booing about it um it's just like what? get out of here crowd like oh god people take things so seriously mm-hmm. during an interview with radio lab um mm-hmm. she wouldn't say she was judged unfairly she did say i was disappointed but calling the decision unfair means i'm blaming someone else mm-hmm. i'm not going to do that and that's a fucking pro that's a fucking good athlete right there Ugh, i'm obsessed with her and there's an her. argument to be made that like of course like whenever a woman does this they're like oh she's being so emotional or if like a mm-hmm. dude did that they're like wow he's really making a strong protest stance or yeah. something you know um well he wouldn't even have to do that in the first place because yeah whatever. so she was not punished for this behavior like no nothing was held against her for doing that like mm-hmm. they kind of just moved on past that mm-hmm. um in ni- in 1995 she won the european championship for the fifth time okay wow so she's killing it yeah uh in 1996 she ruptured her Achilles tendon. Oh, stop it. Is it true that when someone's like, uh, when they like tear their Achilles, that it like, like curls up your leg? Is that true? I think you can feel it because all those things <gasps> oh, are connected. Stop. Um, I was reading that with physical therapy, you can return to normal activity from this kind of um, injury in four to six months. I bet she was like a week later back. <laughs> Uh, She missed a lot of the season that year. Yeah. So during the 1998 Olympics in Nagano, Japan. Sorry, I'm just still thinking about ripping your Achilles. Keep going. (laughs) So she she was unable to do her planned routine Mm -hmm. due to her injury. And her first, her short program, she got like, she was at, I believe in like sixth place at the time. So during her free skate, instead of doing the like planned move she had, she said in the middle of it, she just decided to do a backflip, um, but she thought it would be okay because she landed on one blade, so she thought like maybe she wouldn't be deducted because of that. Um, backflips have been banned since 1976 from competition, so points were deducted. Mm-hmm. She said later, quote, I wanted to do something to please the crowd, not the judges. Aww. She thought if I this landed on- This one's for us. Exactly. <laughs> And they go nuts too in the video when I, I watch it. I bet. Like, if can you just imagine just like watching? <laughs> I can't even. I've seen videos of it, but like if you've never seen it and like you're not go expecting it, it, like someone to just like do a backflip and land on a blade and continue moving and gliding across ice. And she does a thing where and wh- not even. Can I just say like mm-hmm. this? And this is about like how hard it is just to like dancing. I don't even know what it's called where you have like one leg up in the air and you're you're like frame is up but your leg is as high as your chest that's just hard to do when you're like standing and to have your lines straight your toes freaking pointed Mm -hmm. that's hard to do you're just standing on ground yeah 
Um, now do it when you've come out of a backflip. You're uh, balancing on blades, and you're also on ice. Mm-hmm. And the ice, guess what? Not perfect because other <laughs> skaters have been here right, as well. Right, right. Oh, trust me. Playing hockey, like I've definitely seen how much the ice gets ripped up when there's like figure skating practice beforehand. So little yeah. toe picks. Um, backflips are normal in show skating exhibits, but like I said, they're mm-hmm. banned in that. Uh, here's some other banned moves. So lying down the on the ice. flying lotus. <laughs> yeah. Or the kinda. iron lotus, sorry. <laughs> um, lying down on the ice. Why would you? Because you're not, well, a lot of them, well, like if you're ending like your program ending or if you start, you oh. technically get deducted because you're not skating. Okay. Using props, <laughs> any props. part of your costume detaching. Okay. And then in pairs, lifts without hand supports. So you can't like throw like, someone up and um yes and no but like you can also like I saw a video of people like spinning someone on their oh, head you can't do that yeah um you can't stand on your partner's shoulders well because of the fucking blades you know well I've seen plenty of videos of people doing it and you can't sit on their heads and then the last one that's really important is lifts only allow holds that are hand to hand hand to arm hand to body or upper leg part of the upper leg so you can't just grab them by the skates and like whip them around yeah so that's like banned technically here i guess <laughs> um uh saria is one of only a few female skaters to have ever performed the move in competition and the only skater male or female to ever land a one foot backflip a technical delegate mm-hmm. told the French judge that her behavior was unacceptable, and she ended up fin- finishing 10th in Nagano, and after that, she retired from amateur competition. It's like, just let him play. Just mm-hmm. let him skate. Like, her behavior was unacceptable. It's like, your attitude is unacceptable, <laughs> sir. She is flying through the air. Let her let her fly. And I don't think let I put it soar. in here, but I think like the judge's response was something to the effect of like after the year she just had, she did fine. Don't like mm-hmm. buzz off. She basically. has like a, she has no Achilles heel right, right. now, sir. Um, she was also the first judges female. are just those who can't do judge. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's y'all. That's for everything. That's for ice skating. That's for living your freaking life. Those who can't do what you do, you can't admit the power that you Admit or admit, judge, judgy, <laughs> jealous, jealous, judgy. Um, she was the first female figure skater to attempt a quadruple jump in competition at the a 1990 quad? European Championship. Wow. And I read later, like, quadruple, quadruple jumps are, like, now it's, like, if you're in men's figure skating, it is, like, expected for you to do it. And mm-hmm. it was, like, a slow build for it to be incorporated in like women's skating mm-hmm. um in the 1998 olympics in nagano she was the first female figure skater to attempt in a the, triple sorry, in the what olympics 1998 so okay. the ones we were just talking about she was the first female figure skater to attempt a triple triple combination and was this the one with Tanya in her short Harding? program i believe so <sighs> wow um after she toured with the champions on ice until it went out of business in 2007 mm-hmm and at age 40, she performed her last backflip in a pu- in public at an exhibition. So at 40. 40 years old. So she was a little really before her time. Like, where's her movie? Where's her biopic besides Blaze of Glory? <laughs> well, I'll skip ahead. Um, there actually is. Uh, in 2019, Netflix uh-huh. did a series about, uh, it's called Losers. Mm-hmm. But it's about, like, people that faced some sort of adversity or defeat and then mm-hmm. turned it into, like, you know, like, motivating them basically so we uh when you said that she came in 10th that was at the olympics she came in 10th 
Yes. I thought that was a championship. That was the Olympics. That was the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan Olympics. She came in 10th. Yes. That's wild mm-hmm. to me because if we just like think about this, like all of that, like she's doing backflips and everyone was like getting hard for Tanya Harding doing a triple axle. Mm-hmm. Like was she doing triple axles? Uh, she What's attempted harder, a triple? triple triple. So I assume that's very similar if not. Because she was also known for trying to do like quadruple jumps. She, mm-hmm. there was a, I can't remember which one, but she attempted to do a, a quad jump, thought she landed it, but the judges said like, and after reviewing it, like she didn't get the full rotation, rotation. for it. So yeah. it didn't really count. Um, Some of the things that, a lot of the new rules that have kind of come into play, a lot of people, I, I don't want to say attribute to her, but like, you could see the line between like mm-hmm. where she was doing this. So like, for example, um, amateur competitors were only recently permitted to skate to music with vocals. Yeah. That's also in gymnastics. That's like, and I only know that from the movie stick it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> pants and unitards um, are also now allowed. And it's a style that she rocked from time to time. And it's acceptable as a competition dress. Before 2004, only instrumental music could be heard at the Olympics. And mm-hmm. women were expected to wear skirts that covered their hips. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. S- uh, Saria attempted the first quad attempt by a woman in major competition. But they said that she... And she landed. But they said that she didn't get the full rotation. Correct. Um, Ooh, little sticklers. Yeah. And I mentioned that, like men pretty much it's like you have to do it or it's seen as a severe handicap mm-hmm. um i feel like male single skaters don't really besides for johnny weir because johnny weir is freaking johnny weir um they don't really get like a lot of like i couldn't name a i couldn't single. name besides johnny weir i couldn't right. name us they i feel like yeah i mainly know about them because of pairs skating mm-hmm um, Same with male gymnastics. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> you uh, guys are here too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Since 2018, quadruple jumps have also become an increasingly common feature of women's skating, although it was not allowed under the ISU rules in Lady Short program. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed currently. Um, post-skating, she became an activist. She participated in PETA's campaign to end seal hunting. Oh, God. I I fucking love this girl. <laughs> She's also been a vegetarian since infancy. Since infancy. Yeah. They were like, she eats birdseed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was also received by the then president of France in 2007 mm-hmm. to in addressing the abolition of bullfighting. And the, they oh, wow. prohibited entry in bullfighting arenas to children under 16. Wow. She also took part in conferences encouraging people of color in sports. She was the ambassador of the Federal Council of the mm. French Federation of Ice Sports for France of Talents and Colors, which aims to fight against racism, violence, and discrimination in the sport. In an interview about uh, about race and figure skating, she said, there aren't many black figure skaters in the world. In France, it's starting to get better. Mm-hmm. If I were white, I would have been a gold medalist a long time ago. My mm. motto was to tell myself that there was this obstacle that I had to go beyond and work more because I knew it would be harder for me. I told myself that if my rival had five triples, I had to make seven. I tried to not think about race, even if it was my reality. But how much race, but how much influence race had on my marks? 2% more? I don't know. If I were light-skinned, it probably would have been easier. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be philosophical about it since I was evolving with white parents. Wow. She also, I and she's re- and because it's so sad because she is 
right. Like she was coming to that rink knowing that those judges had I mean look at the what the media was even saying about her that she ate bird seed and was found on an island because black people didn't exist in France right. like that's insane and then you have to have such the amount of like self talk you have to have to put that aside knowing that these judges are coming here with a bias they're coming here and the first thing they see is not your athleticism. It's it, not the power and the artistry that she had. Like that's so de- it's incre- it's absolutely incredible. I didn't and it's so it. sad that like it that disproportionate elitis- elitism that exists within figure skating is still absolutely rampant. Um, I forget where she was saying that this happened, but she said there were like times she would go to certain competitions and like she noticed the lights were darker during certain competitions and she felt mm-hmm. like it was probably because like it would be harder to see her because they made the lights darker as a thing. Yeah. Um, like, like they did that on purpose. It was hard to really tell if she mm-hmm. felt that way, but she's, that was her it was observation. That they would not accommodate for her if that makes sense i think you're right even if they weren't doing it against her it wasn't something that they thought will we be able to see all of it was an assumption because of their racial bias that they were making that you would be able to see everyone clearly if they weren't doing it on purpose like but they could also have been doing it on purpose Mm -hmm. um she released a children's book called fearless skater it's an Mm -hmm. illustrated biography Mm -hmm. um and like I mentioned before, she was featured in the Netflix show Losers that mm-hmm. was released in 2019, which is a show about athletes that experience defeat but turned it into something positive. Her episode is titled Judgment, oh, which exciting. focused on her defiance and refusal to submit to the conventions of traditional figure skating. I want to watch this. Yeah, it seems like it'd be great. Um, and then lastly, in 2004, she became an American citizen. Mm-hmm. She married... Um, uh, Peter something. He's also a figure skating coach, mm-hmm. and they currently live in Minnesota, working as figure skating coaches. Oh, she's a coach. Mm-hmm. Dang. Still doing it to this day. Well, cause best of the best, right there. Like, that's absolutely incredible. What an incredible athlete. That's insane to do a fucking backflip on I, one leg. Like um, I was watching a lot of backflip videos of mm-hmm. figure skating, and most of them do land on two feet so to watch her do it when you see it and her just like hold on one foot you're like how is your little ankle holding that up because that's the thing like mine would shat i walk i walk i'll be i won't even be walking i'll be standing and my ankles will roll they're so weak they are so weak i can't even imagine what would happen to my body I mean, I couldn't do it. Like, that's the thing is, like, I couldn't even get into the, the mental headspace of, like, okay, we're going to try this. No, like, even physically, like, I couldn't even start a flip. Uh-huh. I couldn't even start a flip, let alone land one. Mm-hmm. Like, wild. Have you ever seen those things that they, that figure skaters have, they, like, use to, like, practice spinning where they're just, like, holding onto a rope that's been wound up and then they just, like, are, they're on, like, a little platform, too, and they spin and the, rope lifts them up into the air and they just like whip around i think i have because i've seen a lot of figure skating Mm -hmm. practices in my life but um 
as a hockey person growing up, there was always like a natural like fight against each other. Yeah, like, well, the fir- very first hockey fight was against figure skaters. That's true. I so learned there you that. Go. I'm retaining information. Look at us tying episodes together. It really is. There's we're creating a a little a, a multiverse right here. Mm. So <laughs> Have you yeah. ever seen? Yeah, that's crazy. There is a really good. <laughs> is it good? I actually don't know if it's good. It's this figure skating show on Netflix called Spinning Out, and what's her name? Is it January Jones? Is in it, and um the girl from that one black episode a black mirror episode um and it's about this figure skater who has uh who's bipolar and her mom is also bipolar and uh brooke shield's daughter is in it and it got canceled it was so crazy (laughs) it was so fun um but yeah it like also talks a lot about like the crazy physical lengths that figure skaters go to and Mm -hmm. like what can happen to your body this one girl's figure skating her like hip just like shatters. Ugh, no, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. So yeah, so that is uh, Saria Benali and her story. That's awesome. So I'm excited to watch the Olympics, knowing yeah. what little more I've learned about figure skating. Knowing, I will say it kind of dampens it because it's like now when I watch figure skating, I'll be like, we could have been watching some dope ass flips right now. And they kept that from us. Yeah, I wish there was like a like an anything goes kind of like section where like mm-hmm. there's really no rules to it. They can yeah, just do whatever they want. Yeah, that should be the free skate. That should be the free skate. Yeah, I agree. I feel like within reason there shouldn't be that much regulations on a free skate. That's it's how it, it's called free skate. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? You can't <laughs> just do what you want. Yeah. Like, uh, and how do you know how long like the short and long programs are? I don't. Oh, okay. I just want to like know how long their bodies are like going for during that time i can't even skate backwards like uh, i've always wanted to learn how to skate backwards really yeah oh man i could definitely teach you how to do that I've, like it's well, uh, so I've known short you for prog- years and you never have short <laughs> program is two minutes and 40 seconds okay um how much is the long program pro- two minutes and 40 seconds that's four minutes that four minutes that's wild. If you watched Cheer, you would know that even two minutes going f- like full out is insane on the body. Well, do you know how long a hockey shift is for a hockey player? Like 30 seconds? 30 to a minute, yeah. Yeah, because they're pussy. Okay, okay. <laughs> they can't even skate longer for 30 seconds. No wonder <laughs> they got their ass kicked by those figure skaters. <laughs> oh, my God. For four minutes. I'm trying to think about like if I've ever really pushed my body for even any amount of time <laughs> like physically like i physically just like push my body to the limit marching band i think <laughs> i was gonna say i think maybe when i worked at like a double at that diet that 24-hour diner <laughs> oh my god <laughs> comparing serving to it's figure skating hard okay there's okay. a lot of balance it's a balancing act <laughs> you have to be aware of the whole restaurant were you on roller skates <laughs> <laughs> i wish i that would be awesome that's um, how you maybe Maybe that could be your thing. You could become the roller skating diner. Diner girl, like Cinderella story. Backflipping. Yeah. Like I do a backflip and like I, the the trick, like the backflip isn't the trick. The trick is that I don't spill one drop of coffee while I do it. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I am so glad that we learned about her because I never heard about her, which Mm -hmm. is a crime. Um, because it's so weird because I think uh, famous Olympic athlete athletes break into like a couple different categories. They're either like 
Michael Phelps, where they just get a crazy amount of medals, so you just have to hear about them for being so dominating. Mm-hmm. You hear about people that are in some sort of scandal, like a Tanya Harding kind Nancy of situation, Kerrigan, and Nancy yeah. Kerrigan thing. Or there's just like, you're just on a team, and maybe you scored a bunch of goals, and that's why you maybe stick out, but mm-hmm. aren't really like the main player of the story. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Because have you ever, you, and we're not going to get too into this, and maybe this will be one in the future, but do you know about, like, the Miracle on Ice for hockey? Like that movie Miracle? Well, with, it's based on with an Mar- actual is event. Is that Mark Wahlberg that's in that? Uh, no, no, that's Invincible. Yeah. I've, like, m- maybe heard about the movie. Okay, well, anyway, it's like... Well, have t- you ever seen a Disney Channel original movie, Go Figure? No, I haven't. <laughs> um, it's, it's about the uh, 1980... Uh, men's u.s hockey team uh yeah we're not gonna get into that right yeah. now but anyway lo- long like story you hear short about like certain athletes it's like weird which Kurt russell is who you're thinking of is in the movie i was not thinking okay. of him but that's great i was giving it to you <laughs> um kurt russell really um but someone like her who did so many things that were like disruptive and of no mm-hmm. you know it's not like it's a first story you think about and there's right. been literal thousands of Olympic athletes. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many crazy in my like research for the, sh- not just this episode, but the show in general, it's so interesting to like small to large scale, different like scandals and controversies that mm-hmm. have kind of happened, happened over the and, like, years. The ones that we hear about, like the ones that we don't. And it's very much like, yeah, you wouldn't know about a curling scandal unless you, are a curler exactly because of those like i don't want to say low level but like low tiered prioritized sports and it's hard to like get hype about like boy have you heard about the brooms for the winter the curlers they're using oh it's causing a lot of problems you're Mm -hmm. like brooms get get out of here you have something like and we've said it so much but like the tanya harding scandal because there's violence and it's also completely opposite what ice skating has like propped itself to be. Um, but what's crazy is that like thinking about it and like, you know, on the Tanya Harding biopic where they really tried to push the elitism. I can't even say that word. And I've said it so much. This elitism. Episode. Yeah. Where because she was from a lower to middle class and they looked at her as like trailer trash. Like and they didn't want her to be the image of what they, it was. E- exactly. Similar to what we just said. Like and if that they're was, the best. And that's the story that we're telling instead of the uh, an even more intense, crazier level of that racism and classism. And it's again, this white woman story that we're telling mm-hmm. Which I'm not he- trying to say like Tanya Harding hasn't known adversity, right? But it's not adversity that it's a, a woman kind, of color yeah. has tried, has not tried, has had to face. Like again, we're prioritizing these white women's stories instead of these other athletes who really push boundaries, who really pushed athleticism and pushed the sport to a different level. Like mm-hmm. yes, Tanya Harding was the first woman to land a triple axel one time in competition. <laughs> she yeah. did it one time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure it was just one time. Whereas you have this other athlete who's landing backflips on one 
ice skate for every time she like hits the ice and they have to tell her um you're being too athletic you yeah need once to you tone it down in no one no one told yeah. uh, tanya harding hey you're actually too good mm-hmm. you need to like be worse so that everyone else has a chance and yet we're the ones talking about her all the time yeah like it's just wild how this like the story of Tanya Harding is supposed to be like and like I Tanya this biopic is supposed to be like oh figure skating is classist and they want the perfect image and we by telling the story of a white woman are kind of still perpetuating that Mm. like yes they were trying to do good but like is this are these the stories we should be prioritizing right now and you know uh, what I mean yeah and at least like recognizing the light that can be shed on different ones as well like you know those can be prioritized but we can also prioritize other things too you Mm -hmm. know we should just um fucking let athletes be athletes and I think it's so stupid that we have to put a cap on athleticism and we have to put a cap on figure skating like it's we're we're throwing our bodies around i say we i'm now a figure (laughs) skater they're throwing their bodies around on ice like why are we like okay but they um have to do it the way we want them to do it just like this and yeah and you have to like with this uh, kind of a song i mean don't even get me started on like the what women athletes are forced to fucking wear at the olympics like and just forced to wear all the time because it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. honestly we should we could do a whole episode about beach volleyball bikinis like it's insane the like sexism Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that they are here that it's like okay you guys are here to like do your sport but mm, i want it i want it to like look good when i'm watching i I want it to like ooh be like nice to for my eyes to oogle you (laughs) it's like get out of here like Mm -hmm. it's again like baker mayfield isn't gonna get points reducted or redacted from his overall total because his helmet had a scuff in it and that wasn't (laughs) nice for me to look at Mm -hmm. like get get out of here yeah I'm gonna watch Stick It after this, I think, because Good. it's all about. <laughs> well, and go check that. out the Netflix episode about um, yeah. Saria Benali, and uh, thank you guys for spending yeah, your you some so time much. with us. And rate and review, and uh, let well, us know if there's any stories that you think yeah. we should highlight. Let us know if we missed like the craziest figure skating move of all time that we should have talked about. Agreed. Uh, all right. Well, thank and you. And then so also let me know how spot on I was about her life being Jimmy from. <laughs> Blades of Glory because it was the bird. Also, if you know where that bird video is, please email it to (laughs) me immediately. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm Sophie. I'm Tyler. Have a good one. We love you. (laughs) Bye.